0: This is David Prosper, host of The Leadership Revolution. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast from Public House Media.
1: Hello, hello, welcome, and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. I said big things and changes were happening in 2021, and I am so excited for them. With that being said, we are your hosts, Jenna Burt and Candace Gomez. Jenna is a military spouse of 10 years, a mom, a registered and certified dental assistant, and a certified phlebotomist. Candice is an active duty, a military member of 17 years, a military spouse of 13 years, a mom, and a student. Again, we just want to say thank you for being here with us today, and we hope you enjoy the changes. As always, we highly encourage you to share our podcast, and we definitely appreciate any and all feedback. So if you would like to leave us some feedback, please feel free to email us at spouse at gmail.com, Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Confessions of a Mill Spouse or at publichousemedia.org. So, as you can tell, I have a co-host now for my podcast, and I am so excited. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you guys to Candace Gomez. Hi! <laughs> Thank you so, so much <laughs> for co-hosting with me. I am so excited, and I just want to... Give our listeners a little bit of an introduction as to why I'm so excited to have you and your experience both in the military and as a military spouse.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited to kind of join in here and, you know, get in on this conversation. I think there's definitely some things I probably know about that most spouses don't. Um, And so this will be kind of fun to go through and see you know, where we are and what questions people have and what topics we can kind of touch on from multiple points of view. uh, Because I have the active duty service kind of behind me and I I work in some areas that a lot of families deal with, uh, especially with deployments and exercises. So I think there's just some good topics we're going to be able to come up with here uh, and really discuss and maybe just give people information that they're kind of looking for. Maybe information they didn't know they wanted, but, um, you know, we can give them.
1: Yes, I could not agree more. Candace and I had a discussion before we ever started recording and (laughs) I got carried away. Um, So a little bit about how Candace and I met. We actually met through our husbands who, I think they were stationed together, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So they've known each other longer than uh, we've known each other. Obviously, because you know they weren't both married right off the bat when they joined the military, but um yeah, so they've known each other longer, uh and actually, I think I know I've known Dustin longer than I've known you,
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I think that's correct, and I think I've actually known Chris longer than I've known you because when I first met him, I think you were on deployment,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, actually, I think that's true, and when when dustin when they were like oh um Bert got married i was like what he <laughs> i had no idea i mean to be fair you know like you said i was on deployment and so um you know that's one of kind of the downfalls for me is there's not this huge community for me to connect to right which maybe this will kind of help close that gap just a little bit but you know i don't have that um community per se if that kind of makes sense right there's a a military spouse community, and there's a kind of uh, assumption that you're a, a non-active duty member, right? You're a civilian, right? Um, yes. And so I don't, you know, we there. There are a lot of dual active duty spouses, but you know, people don't often refer to us as the spouse, right? Because we're active duty. So I miss out on a lot of those kinds of things, you know. Even knowing that um, Bert was dating someone, but that's just simply because a lot of times, you know, my schedule doesn't allow for. Let's go. Hang out, you know what I mean, or like if he's hanging out with everybody, then you know, I have to work or something crazy like that. So, you know, <laughs> I uh, I was definitely surprised they were like, Oh, he got married. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, okay, well, here we are. <laughs>
1: well, and then I think after you got back from deployment, Chris deployed shortly after that, right?
2: Um, so yeah, interesting. I mean, we have a had- lot of
1: gone like right before you. I remember it being something yes. crazy in my mind like I could not wrap my mind around the fact yeah. that you guys would like only be together for like a few months.
2: Yeah, so we um you know a little bit of just my background so and in like, you know, our situation here. So, um we met as active duty uh, we were both active duty before we met. He was actually from, uh, roommates with a really good friend of mine from high school. Like one of my best friends from high school. We were both Marines. Uh, he's since got out, but, um, uh, my husband and him were uh, roommates. And so, um, that's how we met when I got back from my first duty station in Okinawa. Uh, and I kind of forgot where I was going with that, but, um, yeah, our first year of marriage Uh, we spent almost 10 of those 12 months separated, uh, because we got married right before I deployed. So we got married in September. I got, um, deployed in November and then he deployed at the beginning of the next year, um, before I even got home. And so our deployments overlapped with one another. And then we did his whole deployment. I was on a ship for my deployment. So I was out with a Mew. Um, and so of course, if anybody is familiar with that, um, I I think you are, (laughs) I think you are, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's never, I'm never in a place for a certain amount of time, right? We're always all over the place. Um, so I was all over essentially the, you know, Middle East and stuff like that. Um, we were in Kuwait and he actually flew to Kuwait two days after we left there.
1: Oh Um, my gosh. See, I didn't know that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. To get back on ship. And so we missed each other by a couple of days. And then I got home probably a month and a half, maybe two after that. It's been a long time. Okay. It's been 13 years. It has. It has. (laughs) (laughs) But I just remember the sequence of events. so we just missed each other in Kuwait. And he went into Iraq. I went home, kind of reset, you know, our house and all that stuff because he packed everything up. No one was going to be living there for a little while. So he packed it all up. Um, put it in storage. And so then I got home and unpacked everything. And then he got home uh, two days before our one year anniversary. Oh
1: my gosh. What a whirlwind of a first year.
2: I mean, before that, you know, to be honest, you know, um, I think just being active duty, you just assume the active duty member is going to deploy. And so I think we were just kind of always prepared for that. But you know, before we were married when we were dating, we dated for about 2 years which to be honest, <laughs> for two two marines to date for that long and not be married is is pretty big accomplishment. Right? That's like honest. a that's a record. <laughs> yeah. When I tell people that, they're like, "What? 2 years?" I'm like, yeah, "We we yeah. yeah, we dated for almost 2 years and we probably went in those 2 years we went through at least two deployments for him. Um He deployed twice. I was with a unit that didn't deploy at at my level. So our subordinate units deployed, but I I did not. Um, And I was in kind of a weird uh, MOS at the time, a weird occupational specialty where I I really wasn't deployable per se at the unit I was at. Kind of a weird situation. But uh, so he had a couple deployments in there while we were dating. And then we got married right before I went on my first deployment, um, which which overlapped with one of his. Um, and then since then we've both had one deployment each, uh, with, I mean, uh, you count how many exercises I couldn't even begin to tell you, um, <laughs> how much full time. Yeah. I don't even know. And then, you know, we, we just did, um, three years in Okinawa. So that was, you know, an adventure and counts as some of our overseas time. And then I can't even tell you how many exercises or trips, uh, he and I took while we were out there for that. Um, and then now we're here in Lejeune, actually.
1: <laughs> yes. And so. what's kind of, I guess, a little funny and ironic about everything is that I feel like we've kind of been following you as to like where we go duty station wise, because yeah, from San Diego, we went on recruiting duty, but he went as a DI, correct?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was on the drill field.
1: Yep. And mm-hmm. then... Was that when you guys went to Okinawa after
2: that? Yeah, so he was on the drill field. um, And then about, oh, six months after uh, he got off the drill field, he was with a squadron down on uh, Miramar.
1: That's right. In San
2: Diego. Yeah, and that um, unit deployed. And so he deployed with them. And then So maybe about a year after we got off the drill field, then we went to Okinawa because (laughs) uh, lucky, lucky us, we got orders while he was deployed um, to Okinawa. So I I had the joy of organizing, I'm sure as you know, all of that by my lonesome. So I share some of that wonderful experience.
1: (laughs) Yes, because I remember we were in 29 Palms when you guys were at Miramar because I have pictures of the girls when we would come down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's One of my right. favorite pictures of all times of Ella. <laughs> <laughs> I, she's like, so my favorite. We have these just random pictures of the girls, but like, I think we went to old Navy, strangely enough. You know, I think when you're, <laughs> when you're military members, these little trips mean a whole lot. Right. Yes. And when this is like your life, you know, those little trips mean a lot. And it's so crazy that I remember these things, but quick, quick story. About two things really fast. We went to Old Navy, and I only remember this because there's a picture of our of our well, my oldest and and Ella, um, standing in the display at the beginning <laughs> of the store, and they're like next to the dog. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh I can my God. Clear as day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i one of my all time favorite, and maybe you know if Ella doesn't get too embarrassed, we can share it someday for people on Instagram or something, just briefly maybe in a story. But is of her just. She's like trying to get out of a car seat but like got (laughs) stuck and it's just the most epic picture ever. It's literally one of my favorite but it's so funny like I see those pictures that come up like in my reminders and it just reminds me of like all those times we were actually able to like get together. Yes. Um, And I'm not gonna lie like I know for a long time, Dustin was saying, oh, I think we're going to get orders to Okie. We're going to get orders to Oki. And I was like, for the love of God, can someone I know come out here? <laughs> I know. Like, well, that's what I was saying.
1: <laughs> like, I feel like we followed you guys this whole time. So we were, we were waiting on orders to Okie, and then it never happened. And no. we were shocked. We were shocked. But one thing that really stands out to me is, I guess it was Dustin's not his last deployment, the deployment before, and you guys might've been in Okie at this time. Um, Oh my gosh, I was having such a hard time. And I remember reaching out to Candice, just asking like, hey, what can I do to make things better? And I remember when we would come down to visit, the guys would always take the girls to make pizzas on a certain day because they mm-hmm. had like pizza day or whatever. It was Tuesdays.
2: Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday pizza night. They did a little kids thing down the pizza shop from our house we had in California. Yeah.
1: Yep. And I remember her telling me that I needed to do something like that with Ella while Dustin was gone. And so every Friday, we went out to eat at Subway because that was Ella's choice because she doesn't Mm -hmm. like pizza now. I don't know what her deal is. But anyway, we're working on that. (laughs) I don't know. We're working on it.
2: Um, We're in the same boat. (laughs)
1: But she and I would go to Subway and that was one of the pieces of advice that I will give anybody else that asks me because it was one of my saving graces because it was a day that I didn't have to decide what I was cooking for dinner. I knew I didn't have to do dishes and it was time for her and I to bond and I am forever grateful for that. And, you know, when you think about asking somebody for advice, in my, I guess, opinion, you don't really think about asking someone who's maybe active duty because you assume that they don't go through the same things as you do. But with you being active duty and a spouse, you're probably the best person ever to go to for advice because you see it from both sides of the picture.
2: Yeah, you know, I get that a lot, right? People always ask me and so just you know, going forward, I definitely just want to remind any listeners that, you know, I, I can only speak from my experiences and what I've gone through. And so it's not going to mirror what everybody else is kind of experiencing or going through. Um, but I I can definitely touch on a lot of things. Um, but I'm by no means an expert for sure. But yeah, you know, I've been through my share of deployments and <clears throat> I know plenty of people have been through them also. I think you know, I know that that was a hard deployment. I think it was, was that Ella's first one? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's we always in, hard, right? And
1: Yep. We were in San I, Diego. We didn't know anybody because you guys, yeah. of
2: course, have left us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I, luckily when Rosie was first born, I mean, maybe that's a whole other topic we can talk about fertility <laughs> and kids at some point. I mean, God, I'm sure you and I could talk for hours about that. But, you know, when Rosie was first born, um, you know, Chris, uh, my husband, was on the drill field. And so we had to have a routine. It was almost like he was deployed, right, all the time. Yes, um, so
1: even that.
2: Yeah, that was rough. Um, and so I had to come up with some of those things. But you're right, like, you know, deployments are hard. And uh, that routine is important. And giving yourself a break is important, right? and not feeling bad about that. Like, Oh, we should save money. We should be home. We should be cooking all the time. Like, yeah, that sounds great, but you need a break, right? Everybody needs that. So it's, it sounds like a good idea. Like I'm going to, you know, save all this money and things like that, but Hey, that, you know, that 10 or $15 you spend on a Friday night, um, is going to be such a stress reliever or Tuesday night or whatever it is. Right. So just to kind of, you know, get you in your own kind of routine to break things up and I actually remember that conversation yeah. um with you because you were like, that's such a good idea. And then funny enough, I think um, you know, Chris came home from deployment and he was like, How come you never told me that to do that when you were going around Rosie by myself? I'm like You would you have listened? Come on, you know, so yeah, I mean that stuff is right. definitely Exactly.
1: I yeah. mean Yeah. Well, that's something else that we can talk about is him having to be home.
0: Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book is now here.
2: Yeah, that's a whole nother adventure. Um, I've not been deployed. I've not been deployed with him home uh, alone with her for that specific type of event. However, and we'll probably talk a little bit about my career steps, I'm sure as we move forward. But um, I did transition from being an enlisted member to an officer. And so I had to go through TBS, which was four months long, the basic school at Quantico, Virginia. And then I had to go to a follow on um occupational specialty school like everybody else of course right. um and so I did another month um on Camp Johnson here in North Carolina and so I was gone from the mid to end of January to uh, 4th of July I got home right before the 4th of July I think it was right before the 96 and so he did do that time in Okinawa with nobody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or then I think she was three at that time. Oh, so, what a great age. <laughs> yeah. You know, so sure, like that's a whole different perspective. And that was by no means easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's that aspect too, right? Of just kind of looking at military spouses and family and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I think there's a lot there looking forward. I'm sure we're going to be able to to do some stuff. Absolutely. Real good stuff, I think.
1: <laughs> I, just, I just think about um, dual military families, and I definitely think that they're not talked enough about um, because I know from my personal experience, just as like me working full-time and Dustin being active duty, how difficult it is. So then I think about dual military families. And like I said, I just, it is so hard for me to wrap my head around it because it's like, okay, well, let you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, obviously, and schools get shut down. Like, how do you guys handle that type of a situation? Like, I obviously have the option to take it off and stay home with my kid. But what do you, I mean, what do you guys do in that situation? It's things like that that yeah. I'm like... Oh my god. Like I think I have it bad. I can't even imagine.
2: Yeah. I that so that was a, a kind of a rough transition, but and you know, like many people determining whether someone's an essential worker or not. Oh, you know, we have jobs in the logistics field, both both of us. And um his unit, the majority of his unit was deployed when everything kind of shut down and Um, I had not my unit, but one of my subordinate units was shut down. And so just to kind of put in perspective, so I'm one of one in my entire regiment, which is about a thousand Marines. I'm the only one with my occupational specialty in the entire regiment. Uh, And essentially what I do is send people to places and all of their things, their equipment, their personal baggage, but also their like military equipment, the trucks and all that stuff, right? And then I bring all of that stuff home. Uh, And so when all of this started with the coronavirus and things started to lock lock down and um, really get restricted, we had a battalion that was in Norway. And uh, Norway said, we're done. You all need to go home immediately. Goodbye. Um, So not only were we looking at, um, and I don't think we directly addressed this in the introduction. We just said I'm a mom, but I do have two children. I have a seven-year-old um and a 2 year old both soon to be 3 and 8 in about a month. Yeah. And so I have a school age child and then a child that is in full time uh, daycare. So you know that was a big concern for us but we um both were deemed essential personnel by our units and so oh we gosh. didn't just get to go home. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you know school quickly became virtual. And uh, Chris's uh, office is an open storage, which means that they have classified material at the open. Um, so you can only enter their building with a key card and a passcode. And you can't have any personal electronic devices. They can't have smartwatches. They can't have their phones. They can't have um, tablets. They can't have computers and uh, nothing that emits a signal. So when Rosie had to do school virtual <sighs> learning, yeah, um it either oh occurred God. at my yeah, I mean it either occurred at my office desk or he came to pick her up or bring her home from his office. So, you know, that was a uh, was difficult. Luckily, luckily, uh there are some some good things that came out of that I'm sure we can talk about, but um we were able to get letters signed by the command deeming us essential personnel and then because we're directed duty, we're deemed essential personnel for operations the on-base um child development centers or daycare uh were prioritizing and so we went to the top of the priority list to continue to receive on-base child care because we were both deemed essential personnel and because um, we're both dual active duty so you know this some of the things that being due active duty kind of helps you with and get it put at the top of some of those lists.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's so Um, true. So true. And I know Dustin, you know, he was deemed essential personnel, um, Mm -hmm. obviously, because he's in logistics, too. And like I said, we had a hard enough time because my office, I mean, I'm technically essential too. like dental emergencies don't stop just because the coronavirus happened. So we kind of went through that same thing, too, as like, what the heck are we going to do? Like, she would come to work with me, she would go to work with him.
2: Like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rosie would, Um, that's my older daughter, seven, Rosalie, Rosie for short, Um, or Roro, if you're asking her younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> She's many names here. Um, I would um, clear off half of my desk, and she would sit facing me, and half my work desk would be her school desk, and uh, she would hotspot off my phone Wi-Fi, and were schoolwork there sitting at my, at my office desk while I worked during the day because we were essential personnel and school wasn't open and um I'm from California I don't think we talked about that either and my husband's from Texas uh, so we don't have family in North Carolina uh, all, his whole family is in Texas and majority of mine is in California my my dad and my best friend live in uh Florida but you know they're not North Carolina <laughs> right yeah So there's yeah and same for you guys right your yep. family's in Ohio you're not um
1: Illinois, Illinois. Illinois,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. But it's the same thing for us. We don't have family out here either. Thankfully, I have a really good friend who's a teacher's assistant at the school that our kids go to. And so she was gracious enough to take Ella in during the pandemic because her daycare, um, they, they're, so where she went for after school, um, they're an actual preschool as well. So when the pandemic Mm. happened, they didn't have the availability to take on these school aged kids, and do virtual work with them. So we had to figure something else out. And thankfully, my friend took her in and would do virtual work with her because her daughter is in the same class as Ella. But I mean, there were days I would just sit at work and just cry because I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna do.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, my days were like, uh, they still kind of are. And honestly, going forward, like I've just gotten back into school and now co-hosting with you. And I've just added a bunch of stuff to my plate for 2021.
1: <laughs> Literally, when so, I asked Candace to co-host, she was like, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time. And I was like, come on, an hour, every other Sunday, please. <laughs> yeah, she, it was, was, was like very- a, It was like a week before she was like, okay, I'm going to do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I couldn't really pass up this opportunity, to be honest. I did a lot of thinking about it and a lot of conversating with people I work with here at home, um, you know, friends and neighbors down the street are some good friends of ours. And I just really was debating, uh, not because I didn't want to do it, not because I didn't think that it would be helpful, but because, you know, my schedule is busy. Yes, yes, it uh, is. Yeah. You know, and so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm close to being done with my degree. I'm about eight classes away from being done with my bachelor's, which has been a honestly ongoing, like 11 year. <laughs> <saga> <laughs> of my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I wasn't fully sure, but I said, you know what, I think there's a lot of stuff. And, you know, I listened to quite a few of your, of your podcast episodes. I, I started out, um, when you first started listening to a lot of, uh, what was going on. And so, uh, yeah, I went back and was just listening and I was like, you know what? I think there's some space here. There's some room to really get in there and answer some of those questions. Like one of the episodes I listened to was, or, um, I listened to quite a few, but the, one of the things I remember reading, let me take that back. I remember reading was, uh, you posted on Instagram about, you know, the Naval hospitals, right? Oh yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite then, topic to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you posted um Dustin and I are going to need to have a conversation. Uh <laughs> Um, um, you were talking about the COVID immunizations. That was oh, like, a yeah. very, very, very COVID Christmas, just before the holiday, right? And um, you were like, "He's never received this paper, and he's never had to wait 15 minutes." I'm like, "Oh, there's so many reasons for that that he's not talking about that he <laughs> just like most service members just overlook, right?" But when you're the service member, this is kind of going to be the fun thing for me. And so when I was thinking back on those couple of things, and when you're the service member and the spouse, and the mother, um, you see all the different reasons and different approaches to stuff. And so, uh, you know, the reason that Dustin doesn't get one of those little tickets, right, that you get, like, when Rosie gets the flu shot, she gets a little ticket with her name and the lot number, and then we have to show it to the school, but he doesn't get that, because it all goes right into his military <laughs> medical record. So right? he doesn't get that. But it, medical practices are evolving you know even with military members because the medical system sometimes lags a little but even more so for the service member because people just default to like oh it's in your it's in your medical records in your medical record um so they don't feel the need to provide that to the individual because what's Dustin going to do with it turn around and give it to medical like they already right. know that. <laughs> right you know yeah
1: I mean otherwise he's going to just... crumble it up and throw it away
2: like <laughs> That's And that's literally what he's going to do with it, right? He's going to crumple it up and throw it away. So, yeah, because you know. I don't think
1: I ever saw that piece of paper.
2: <laughs> no. And you won't. He doesn't know where it's at either.
1: No. Mm-mm.
2: I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> but, yeah, I think there's just some, I think we're going to be able to kind of broaden their perspective a little bit of some of the topics and really get into some things. Maybe, you know, like I said, I'll be able to answer some questions that kind of linger out there about why things are the way they are like we were discussing chatting a little bit about why you know Dustin had to leave so early for a flight <laughs> right, right. Um, but I you know I learn all of the technical reasons behind that all of the kind of common sense reasons behind that that maybe don't make a lot of sense to people um, but in the military they make a lot of sense so I can probably answer a lot of those things Um, that, that really people have questions about, or like I said at the beginning, don't, don't know, they want to know, but once they hear it, they're like, Oh, I get it now. Right. So,
1: yes, absolutely. And it's like, I was telling Candace, like Candace is able to break it down for civilians to understand. Whereas, you know, Dustin and I are very open. We have a lot of conversations. I want to know, you know, what's going on at his job and stuff. But I don't know that he has the capability to, like, break it down into terms for me. Um, And that's one of the things that I'm super excited about is that Candace does have that ability. um, Because I know there's been times that I'm like, we're all sitting together having a conversation. And, you know, you guys are talking in your military lingo or whatever. And I just look at her and she was like, okay, this is what it is. And I'm like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. <laughs> Whereas he um, just gets frustrated and is like, I don't understand yeah. why you don't know, why you don't understand. Yeah.
2: To be fair, and you know, I, one of the I think in the one of your other episodes, God, now I can't remember which one. I wrote it all down, but I was at work when I was listening, so now I don't, of course, I have that. <laughs> why would I bring that with me? But um yeah, so one of the things that you kind of said was like initially not knowing anything about what Dustin does or. You know, and I, and I just for you and anybody that listens, right? I just want people to know that that that's really commonplace. To be quite honest, I meet a lot of Marines um, and their spouses, and they say, "Well, I don't know what my spouse does." But yeah, you're not alone. Of um, a yes. lot of <laughs> a lot of spouses, just have no idea. Some don't want to, um, and and. Some just don't, you know, because they, like you, have a job or the kids, or they're just preoccupied with other things. And understanding what their spouse does, uh, you know, when they're not home and at work is just not a priority of them because it it likely doesn't apply to anything they're going to use it. They're never going to use it, right? So they just right. are like, okay, I yeah, don't, <laughs> I don't need to know. I don't need to know. And and um, you know, I work with a, I work with someone right now, and he says my spouse. I suppose doesn't, doesn't want to know, doesn't care. And I'm like, Oh, well, how do you feel about that? Totally not an issue uh, for them. That's, that's what they, that's what they want. And I'm like, well, okay then.
1: (laughs) Right. But I'm the opposite where I want to know, but it's hard to understand what he's telling me because he's not giving it to me in my people's terms.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 (laughs) Uh, So, all
1: right, we are at about our 30-minute mark, so Candace and mm-hmm. I could probably talk for hours and hours and hours, and we will over the course of 2021. <laughs> um, so once again, I am so excited to have you here with me. Oh my gosh. Also, you know, a little intimidated because Candace knows a lot.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know... I- You say that, but I always try to tell people to keep that in perspective. Also, I've been active duty for 17 years. You can't, you know, there's a lot that comes with just time, right? That I've learned. So, yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, but I'm very excited for all of the knowledge that you have gained in those 17 plus years. (laughs) So, Candice will be permanently on the podcast with me and I hope that you guys are just as excited as we are. And thank you, Candice, again for joining me.
2: Absolutely.
1: And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast listening platform.